0: Welcome to the Sogro Marketing Council podcast. The Sogro Marketing Council is a membership organization comprised of growing marketers who want to stay ahead of developments in multiple areas of marketing. This podcast features recordings of Sogro Marketing Council meetings. Tune in to hear expert marketers share tips and discuss the latest strategies and tools in marketing. To join the next meeting and be part of the discussion yourself, Visit SoGrowPR.com, that's S-O-W-G-R-O-W-P-R.com, and click on the Marketing Council tab. Let's get growing. So, thank you all for joining the Sogro Marketing Council. We are so excited to have you. The SOGRO Marketing Council is a membership organization, and it's specifically for marketers. So the goal is that we get together and we share tips from our particular industry. So we have a lot of different marketing industries represented today. And the idea is that we swim in our little marketing lane, and sometimes it's hard to know what's going on in other areas of marketing. So we get all these marketers together, and then everybody can keep us up to speed on what's going on in their particular discipline. So that way, we're better marketers, and we have a bigger picture of marketing, so we're not just swimming in our little lane of marketing. And then as we were talking about right before the meeting during our networking hour, we basically are now able to just get to know other marketers and also share business. Because if you need SEO, you probably need sales and you probably need graphic design and PR and Google Ads. And so there's an opportunity for us to meet in these meetings and get to know each other. And then if somebody says, hey, do you know somebody that does graphic design? Then you can say, yes, I have this company. They're great. I've known them for a long time. Here's their contact information. And it just makes us more valuable to our clients. And then it also helps us to just, um, you know, give business to everybody else and, and help each other out. So that's the purpose of our meetings. And so we have four minutes to share tips today. And the tips are just educational tips that will help marketers. So they're not a promotion, they're not a commercial for your company. We'll get to know how great and smart you are just by you offering your expertise, but you know, just sharing something educational and informational. And if you have a tip today, we have the what we call our featured experts share first. So those are people that we hand select, and they're the people that we know are experts in their industry. And so they share their tips first, and then they also post on our Sogro Marketing Council forum. So if you haven't been to the forum yet, definitely check it out. There are a lot of different topics in there and lots of articles from experts on just every area of marketing. So definitely check that out. And then we have our members share next. And then as time allows, we have our guests share. So this is no pressure. If you want to come and just listen and take in all the information, that's great. If you want to share a tip, we would love it because it's helpful for everybody and it gives you a chance to showcase your expertise. So um, we have a tip sheet online if you need help just organizing your
1: thoughts. I thought it was just me, I'm on. Okay. Um,
0: And I'm sorry, Jamie, what what was the last thing you said?
1: Sorry, I'm talking to
0: Kristen. Oh, okay. And so we have a tip sheet online if you just need help organizing your thoughts, and it basically just walks you through some, you know, different questions to help you figure out what your tip is going to be. If you don't want to use that, you don't have to stick to it. It just kind of helps you organize your thoughts. So when we do our four-minute tip, Sarah will time for us, and you'll hear her timer, and then we like to leave one minute for questions or discussion afterwards. So that way, you know, we can just ask questions if we need to. All right, let me see if there's anything else. Does anybody have any questions before we get started? All right, so I am going to put a list in the chat. So this is the order of the tips. So again, if you just want to come and listen today, that's totally fine. If I get to you and you don't want to share a tip, you can say just pass today. I'm just going to listen and that's completely fine. Uh, but this will kind of give you an idea so you can relax you don't have to think, okay, am I next? Am I next? Just make everybody know what the order is. Um, all right. And then just as an FYI, if you guys do want to join, you can get a member profile and we have a member directory. And then we have a speaker opportunity database that you get access to. So we upload different speaker opportunities in there. If you're looking for speaking engagements for you or your clients. And then we have um, just the videos uploaded there and the member directory where you can, you know, get to contact or you can contact other members and, and kind of get to know them as well. And right now we've got it at $4.99 a month. So, you know, it's, it's super affordable to, to become a member. And then from the membership, that's usually where we pull our featured experts from once we get to know people. And, um, and by the way, we are looking for SEO. That is one of the areas where I really, really want an SEO expert. So if you know anybody, please, 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 please um, pass this along to them because we would love to have um, SEO is, is a big one. Alright, the other thing is we like to snap a quick picture because we like to just you know promote this and remember all the people that were here, but nobody likes those Zoom pictures where nobody's smiling, so we're not gonna just snap pictures, we're gonna give everybody a heads up and we're gonna count to three, and then we'll snap a picture and everybody will look beautiful and you guys will all look great online. So you guys can all share this. All right, so I'm gonna snap a picture. So everybody smile. One, two, three. All right, did it go? Hang on. Sorry it didn't go. Okay, one, two, three. Hang on, just one second, I think my, there we go, okay, all right, everybody, one, two, three, hang on, I've got my, <laughs> sorry, I've got my chat thing in there, and it's covering up somebody's face, okay, all right, one, two, three, smile, all right, Sarah, I'm gonna have, to have you do it, for some reason, my, um, I'm having a little bit of trouble with my tripod,
2: I think you're Ooh. channeling my mother, Stephanie, <laughs> Why did you think? Oh, it didn't work. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to let Sarah do it. Something
0: is check I, I got it. I got it. Okay. I took a Good. couple. Great. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. So anyways. All right. So um, Kristen, would you like to start us off today?
3: I would. I do need to share screen though. So if right. I can. Yep. Oh, I see That's it. You've right. given me access. Excellent. Let's see. Where is it? Desktop 2.
2: Kristen, for putting everything in the chat, too. If if you don't have your chat up, everybody.
3: I put it in there. All right. So it's sharing my whole screen, I think. Can you guys see a big screen right here that has Zoom in it? Yes. Awesome. Okay. So what I thought I would do today is share with you some of the secret design tips. Uh, My name is Kristen Sellier, and I'm the founder of ID8. We're a branding agency, and I know one of the things that all marketers need is inspiration so if you're giving direction to a designer or you want to get um understand your client's preferences a lot of times it's great to show them examples so they can react to it Um, so i'm going to give you some of our secrets and then i've also already put in the chat the link so you have access to it so this one is my absolute favorite brand new it does cost two dollars a month to subscribe to it Um, but it's awesome so some of the best designers in the world put their new work on here and it's called under consideration, and you get to vote on it, and look at all the newest, the latest work that's out there. And it's not small companies; it's generally pretty large organizations and big, uh, big-time designers who are putting their work on here. They also have a podcast, so if you pay the two-dollar subscription, you'll also get access to a podcast, um, which is what I was listening to and lost track of time of before I got on. Um, on the phone call today so like here's a great example of a logo design so there's one but I want to get through all of these so uh, one that I hear from designers that I interview is Behance Um, and this is you know pulled up a screen here for you to see and it just shows a lot of different concepts Jessica Walsh is one a very famous designer she used to work with um, Stefan Sagmeister and so when she's doing work you know it's a million dollar projects and um, you know so these aren't you know, a designer, a no-name designer. There's a lot of significant people on here as well as new and upcoming designers. Here's another example of Behance. This is um, a piece that I thought was absolutely beautiful and you do get access to international design, which I love if you don't have to read it and you can still understand what they're talking about. What a fantastic design. This walks through a beautiful design and and shows you the details uh, that went into the design just to really great way to show inspiration Uh, communication arts this is a publisher they have a magazine they have a great instagram account which i follow and you can go to the website to look at the latest um, the winners of website design art photography illustration typography i like keeping up with their instagram account you can see they have one hundred nineteen thousand followers and it's all kinds of great design Um, here's another example of communication arts they show uh, this is a packaging design isn't this cute nuts.com and it just shows some cool design and some of the packaging oh. i mean if i got that in the mail i would be over the moon isn't that cute, mm-hmm. cute. dribble is another one that people absolutely like young designers use it's dribble with three d's and shows a lot of new design concepts like here's i don't know what this is but mega fish you know he this little guy's eating another fish and you can scroll through a lot of different designs and you can search by category branding illustration animation Um, one of my personal favorite packaging design inspirations is called the dye line uh, the dye line.com and isn't this cool the inspiration they had today it's a disposable razor made of paper Um, they just have a lot of again big brands you see ritz crackers on there um, uh, almond milk i mean there's um Uh, just big brands and they're showing and talking about the whole design process. I might not get through all of these so awards with three W's. This is website design awards. I just pulled up the latest one that's won some um, design awards. You can see just the attention to detail on some of these designs is just great to get someone to respond to. Pinterest is something, a social channel that we follow. This happens to be a company called Five Star Branding Agency. They've got 132,000 followers. And you can look at, you know, all kinds of designs. They have a great, um, they do a really good job of keeping up with their Pinterest account and showing a lot of great ideas. Look at this super cool see-through bag. I mean, there's just a lot of great thinking that goes into um, this particular Pinterest account. Um, Color Trends, Adobe used to have a website called Cooler. It started with a K, but they've changed it to color.adobe.com and this is the trends page um and it's organized by different sectors so fashion graphic design illustration so you might be thinking about something for a client and you can pull up current trends if you have a client that needs trends great website to pull from they even have one where you can create a um explore, hmm. where you can pull in your own image and create a color palette from that and that's it i think i may have taken up all the time did i sarah
1: Yes, you're done. Okay.
3: <laughs> awesome. Thank that you was so awesome. Much. That is so helpful.
0: So helpful. Um, does anybody have any questions or thoughts for Kristen? Has anybody ever used those sites? I know I've seen a couple of them, but a lot of those are new. They're really good.
1: Yeah, I'd love just a copy like of the links to the websites to keep those because it's always, mm-hmm. you know, when you're looking for ideas and fresh inspiration. Inspiration. I love to be able to go through and look through lots of those resources.
3: So So put those in the chat and then I'll post it on the forum as well. And there are links directly to the website. So you'll have access to that.
1: Yay.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much. That's so helpful. And I may not have mentioned this, but Kristen did it, but definitely say your company name and your name and your company name and what industry you're in. This is a podcast as well. And then for those of you that are on the podcast, if you can't see um, the visuals, uh, you obviously can't see the visuals in the podcast, but you can go to the videos as well. We have a YouTube channel. So that way, you know, if you really want to see something that was shown, on a screen, you can definitely look at the YouTube videos as well. So, all right. So Kimberly, would you like to share today?
2: Sure. Um, Hi everyone, I'm Kimberly Petty. I'm with CMC. We are a strategic communications company and um, I I hold the crisis um, seat here on the Sogro Marketing Council. So um, I just wanted to share with everybody today um, some resources we have on our um, Cindy Miller Communications website and we have a free crisis ebook. So since it's been one year, since we've all been through one of the biggest crises (laughs) that we probably, any of us have really lived through, I I just wanted to share this with you um, for yourselves or for your clients, because we all wonder, like, how could we have predicted that we would be in this pandemic situation, right? And it's funny, because one year before the pandemic hit, I wrote a blog about, are you prepared for a pandemic? So, (laughs) so, for people like us in crisis, we actually do think about this. And I think it behooves all of us um, for our companies and for our clients to to think about crisis and how we can prepare. And there actually are ways that we can prepare for it, especially um, when we talk about communications, like how do you communicate to all your audiences, your internal and your external audiences? and prepare for any crisis that could occur um, for your business. Um, So this ebook I think is really helpful. It's um, like I said, it's free, you can download it. I put the link in the chat for everybody. Um, One of the things I wanted to point out, even though yeah, pandemic, ah, that's a big crazy thing, but um, you know, 25% of a company's market value, it's attributable to their reputation. So I feel like we, We're all so busy. We're so stuck in our businesses. It's sometimes hard to set aside that time um, that is necessary to prepare for what could happen um, because it is necessary because it does affect our brands. Um, So this ebook, it will um, help you uh, figure out like the steps to go through to create um, a crisis plan, um, how to figure out, you know, your brand vulnerabilities, um, the different steps you should take like drafting key messages and talking points how you can um what what you, you should other things you should do like gathering information in your documents have those things ready um, building your media list and recruiting a crisis team so if something does happen you can take those steps right away and be prepared and then um, preparing a social media plan as well so if um, if you have people who are on the front line, um, if you have people on the phones, messaging that you should have prepared for anything that that could happen. So, anyway, that's all I have for for today. But you can check out that resources page and download that ebook. And um, if anybody has any questions, you can email me or whatever. I'm happy to help. So,
0: so helpful. Thank you, Kimberly. All right, and I see that Yana Tori joined us. She's our Featured expert for email marketing. Yana, did you want to share a tip today?
4: Yes, I did, actually. Um, may I share my screen? Yes. You should oh, be perfect.
0: Able
4: to. Okay, perfect. Uh, too many times. To tell though? everybody okay. your,
0: your name and your company.
4: We'll do. Uh, can you... What do you guys see? (laughs) Just to make sure you guys see the same. Standard
0: set of SMTP error codes.
4: Perfect. So my name is Yana Tori. I'm an email and deliverability specialist. I am not the person that's only going to be talking about subject lines, but the person that makes sure that the IT side of email um, is working well for you. So I'm making sure that your emails are landing in the inbox instead of spam or nor at all. Um, So today I wanted to go through um, the different things that we're looking when it comes to email marketing. We're usually looking at open rates and click rates, but very simply put, if you send an email about, I don't know, a promotion about shoes and everybody opens it and everybody clicks on it and nobody buys it that email marketing campaign work? Or is there something we might need to fix, maybe on the email side or the website side, right? So a lot of times, many of my clients are talking to me and like, yeah, we have great open rates. People are opening the message, they're reading it. And then it's like, great, then why are you here? Why are we talking? And the issue is that people are not doing what uh, they're supposed to do. So the first thing we need to understand is that open rates and click rates are not 100% um, correct, let's say. When people receive an email, especially if you don't have that much of a good reputation or you have a new reputation or you don't send consistently, inboxes are going to use the spam filter checks to go through your email and do a million checks, either through content, obviously your reputation, but technically the template that you're sending. They're opening things, they're clicking on links, they're trying to see if there's a lot of redirects, what happens, You know, are you bringing people to porn websites or you're bringing people to uh, phishing scams like a fake PayPal websites, they're looking there to. Pre- protect their own customers. So when you're looking at your campaign, you see a nice 30%, we can assume that only a good 30% of that is actually true open and true clicks. Um, You must have seen sometimes customers in your MailChimp or Constant Contact or kickmail accounts, you see somebody open an email and they've clicked on a link 600 times. Unfortunately, he did not click on a link 600 times. It is actually um, a spam filter check. So um, instead of just looking at the regular stuff, we would like to be able to ensure people think about what's happening after the email or people doing what you wanted them to do. And the easiest trick is to make the emails a lot more simple and see if people are resonating with the message you're sending. What are the other statistics you can look at? So when you're using Cake Mail or MailChimp or whatever the hell you're using, the things you're going to see are the opens, the clicks, the bounce rates, and the spam complaints. So the the bounces you have are always categorized. Every different ESP is gonna categorize them differently, but you also have the soft bounces and the hard bounces. Um, Soft bounces are okay. There are things that happen. Mailboxes are full sometimes. Um, But sometimes it can be things like, for example, one of my email addresses is now going over the 20 gigabyte that Gmail is giving me and um, I've reached 100% capacity. So for a couple of days before I realized I wasn't receiving emails anymore. So anybody, any company that was sending me an email was getting a a soft bounce saying this woman cannot receive emails right now, try again later. Sometimes it could be a technical error. Last December, Gmail was down. So for a good while, Gmail couldn't receive emails and was telling everybody that all their Gmail clients were bouncing because Gmail didn't exist for a little while. So there's things that we can look at when it comes to bounces to be able to tell if you have a good reputation or a bad one. Um, there are some hard bounces, and it's really, really interesting. You can find all of this information either directly with your ESP. You can find it online. There's a beautiful Wikipedia page. But it is important to look at the bounce rates as well. Look at what types of bounces you have. If it's a hard bounce because the email doesn't exist, like if I close my business, it is normal that anybody I've ever given my email to, all of those will hard bounce because the email doesn't exist anymore or there are other types and that can give you an idea of what is happening with your email reputation. Email deliverability tools can be quite expensive except the one I talked about last month, emailconsole.com, which is really, really cheap and gives you all this information. But it's very interesting to see what is happening. So if you can look at the statistics of every the last six campaigns, it'd be very interesting to see if the errors are coming because Are you buying lists and the emails in there are not real that is impacting your deliverability you might think that everybody's receiving the email but they're definitely not so it's very important to look at them and go google very simply what does each one of them mean how does it impact your brand your domain and your deliverability of your emails because once we're hitting people uh, that really don't exist and you do it multiple times because you're re-uploading the same list for example the rest of the world will know that you're either scraping lists of the internet, that you don't care about your, your your audience, that you just want to send them as many emails as possible and that you're just trying to catch everyone instead of being targeted and being just, you know, a business that has a human behavior. So bounces are very, very interesting because they're very indicative of what is happening. And the scariest bounce to me is the bounce that says that uh, email, the email address exists but we don't want to accept your, oh, end of the sentence. We don't want to accept your um, your email because we don't trust you. That should scare you. And that's it. Beep, beep. Absolutely.
0: Thank you, Yana Tori. That is so helpful. Who has questions or thoughts for Yana Tori?
5: Yana, how Ooh. often would you um, suggest that somebody cleans out their bounces every campaign?
4: Ah, okay. So the the system you're using is already cleaning them out automatically. Most tools are doing this. So a hard bounce is immediately removed. A soft bounce is removed after four times. What's important to look at is why they're bouncing. If they're bouncing because they don't exist, that's fine. Business is closed, things happen. But if they're bouncing because the Gmail and Yahoo is letting you know that they don't trust you and they don't want to accept your email, that's when you kind of have to hold on, call somebody like me or Google the problem um, to be able to ensure that you're not just sending emails to the void because that means no one's receiving them and these people do exist and they should be receiving it. So what can you fix? It's very, very important.
2: Helpful. Any other thoughts or questions for Yana I have a quick question for you. Um, So when you see, an email that's been like, you'll see it open like 300 times or some crazy number (laughs) like that, but you know, it might be only one out of your list. Is there something you should do?
4: There's something you can do in that case. It's really, it's based on a million factors. Some inboxes like uh, the company I'm working for currently, they're very, very secure. So any email that they haven't whitelisted will bounce it. So sometimes you just have to manually connect with people and say, hey, um, your system is checking me a million times and we don't know, did you open the email or did you not open the email at all? But I would assume a good, not assume, unfortunately, uh, we know that for a fact that about 60% is not real clicks are open. So take it with a grain of salt, especially when you're cleaning your list. Um, you can be a little bit strict because that number you're seeing is already <laughs> going over. So be like when people are pushing and, you know, no one wants to clean their list because there might be one person in there that might receive everything, but if for the next six months, no one's getting your emails, I mean, was that really worth it? I don't think. Right. So. But
2: it's an indicator, like everybody else getting it only opening once, you know, or whatever. Yeah. even percent are opening once. Mailbox provider. Just the yeah. one mail. Okay. Yes.
0: It's so helpful. I feel like we all need to know so much about email. And every time Yonetori comes on, I always say that because I feel like that is so, email touches everything that marketers do. So it's always helpful to to know those inside things about email. So thank you so much, Yonetori. I appreciate it. Rosie, did you want to share today? Uh, yeah. All right. I asked Rosie, we were talking back and forth about influencer marketing. So I asked her to Um, give us a little insight into that today. So appreciate you coming, Rosie.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I'm Rosie and um, I'm a food Instagram micro influencer. Um, I've written a book based on my, my account, which is a specific diet. And then I also work for Atlanta eats um, as a photography consultant for food photography. Um, So, you know, I'll just go through really quickly. You know, there's lots of different kinds of influencers Large influencers like celebrities, um, if you want to partner with them, then they're going to really be expecting hundreds of thousands of dollars per campaign. And by campaign, I mean, um, possibly like a certain amount of posts. They say certain things with certain guidelines and even like story posts. Um, and then a medium-sized influencer, they're going to have around 100,000 followers up to a million. And their prices really are going to be more in the thousands and the tens of of dollars to share your products. And then there's the micro influencers. And those are going to have smaller number of followers, but generally their followers are going to be more specific. So um, they will accept free products and a lot of times small compensation for a campaign. So you're looking at like $100 or $200 per campaign. Um, And so after a few years of doing this, um, I've worked with a lot of different brands. Um, They're always going to be brands that are really in line with with what my account is about and my followers um so those micro influencers they're probably going to be uh better for you when you have a specific product like um reaching you know only people who really love pancakes then you really need to find an account that just is all about pancakes all the time um, and this is i'm i'm talking specifically about instagram right now um, but it's great for business to customer marketing um, just expect that, you know, you are probably going to have to pay some money in order to get people to say really positive things. If you're just going to send free products, then really you're opening yourself up to whatever that person wants to say about you. So, you know, it is great. I get a lot of free products, but when I get them, I'm going to give my, um, followers a really very honest opinion of what I feel about that brand. Um, because otherwise, you know, since I'm not getting paid, there are no guidelines. So I'm going to just do whatever I want, whether that's a story post or um, a regular post. So what I recommend is really finding, researching people who are super aligned with you using hashtags. So whatever hashtags you think that are very aligned with your business, find them and then find the people who have a lot of um, engagement around their posts So people who um, not only have a lot of comments, but who are talking to their followers in the comments. Um, So, you know, one person will ask a question, what do you think about this? And they're going to respond back and say, oh, this brand is great or whatever. So, you know, research and find the perfect people. And then once you find them, a lot of serious influencers are going to have their email address in their account. Um, So sometimes I'll say like, contact me. I would recommend emailing first. Um, Because if you send a direct message to an influencer, it's probably going to end up in um, the request folder and they may never, ever see it, especially those big influencers. Um, And then send a direct and message like that's very to the point. And since most people here work in PR, you can do something, you know, very personal, very um, public relationsy, like, you know, I think you really align with our brand and that your followers would benefit from this product or service. Um, and so just make sure you're sending this from your company account email or from your company's social media account, because if you don't, it's going to be viewed as spam and they're really just going to ignore it. So, um, yeah, I, it's probably getting close to my time. (laughs) Do you guys have any questions about (laughs) influencer marketing? So Rosie kept talking about your account. What is, um, your account? Is that on oh, my Instagram? account is well and zen. Mm-hmm. So it's a very specific kind of diet. And then it's all about um, mindfulness and present moment and gratitude. So um, everyone that follows me is very specific. And so when brands reach out to me, they're really um, either going to be about my diet, or they're going to be about the mindfulness and gratitude. Um, so, you know, they're, they get very specific. I don't really get like Kleenex or, you know, like toilet paper or something, they won't really reach out to me. It's, it's going to be more specific. That makes sense. Interesting. I
0: think that's one of the beauties of influencers though is, and so much of marketing is going in that direction because these big broad strokes are just not cutting it because a, it's expensive to, to have a huge audience and get in front of a huge audience and millions of people. And what percent of that audience is actually a fit. And so when you get down to these micro influencers, it's so specific that I feel like that's really the direction that marketing is going. Do you guys feel the same way? Do you feel like you, in your targeting that you're getting narrower and, and we've kind of got these smaller markets that we're all trying to go after? or you guys still feel like you're, no, you're doing big picture stuff?
2: Definitely more narrow. I agree.
6: And it's a lot more effective to work with somebody who's really narrow and, and speaks to your exact target audience. Um, Rosie, I actually have a question for you. How do you handle it when you have been compensated, but maybe you get sent a product you don't like?
1: That's a great question. Um, that's a good question, and I've had that happen before. Yeah, um, I was just honest with them. Um, straight up, I said um, it was it was a company that sold supplements, and they were targeting people who have my certain kind of diet. And so I said, I'll try it. They paid me, and I said. You know, I tried your product and it didn't work. It actually made me feel sick. I can't promote this to my, to my followers. So I'm, I'm willing to return the money and I'm willing to give you your product back. um, if you want me to send it back because, because I, I just, I don't want to put that out there since they, since they compensated me, I was like, I'm just not going to post anything, you know, I'll give you your stuff back. And that way there's no harm, no foul. Nobody will know anything about it, you know? Um, but they had the choice at that time. I I gave them the choice. I will post if you want, but you need to know what my, what my opinion is. Yeah. Yeah. Not everybody will do that though. I I think that there's a good amount of people who, if you pay them, then they'll just say whatever you want, um, (laughs) whatever you want to say, you know what I mean? Even if they don't like it, unfortunately. Yeah, so that's a Thank lesson you.
0: for everybody about
1: <laughs> when you take the recommendation of an influencer.
5: You know,
0: there is that element of, it, it is, so it is say
5: that's, that's advertising for you,
0: good yeah. or bad. Absolutely, absolutely. Josh Meyer, did you have a tip you wanted to share today?
5: Sure, I have a few things I could share. Uh, so I'm Josh Meyer from Got A Digital out of Chicago. We're a performance-based website company work with like local, regional, all the way to national brands, even some international brands at times. Um, so I have a few simple tips that I recently shared in, a, in an educational webinar that I did for a Chicago incubator. Uh, some of these things seem real simple, but they're often overlooked. I often always see them you know, when I'm mentoring people or when I'm redoing websites. So if your company is using your websites you know, to generate leads, uh, uh, to do any sort of lead generation or advertising, like Josh does, um, you know, as part of what you do, especially during COVID nineteen, uh, these things are you know often overlooked. So the first one is make sure that your website is fast, um, as measured by Google Page Speed Insights. That's really often overlooked, um, especially if you're running ads. It's really important, um, and we see uh, you know in the industry something like a twenty percent drop in conversion rate by every second that goes by. Uh, so and that came from my I did actually did SEO for brands for, for 12 years before I got into websites. Right. So um, also make sure your key keywords are on your website. Um, and I think Josh would agree with this. You know, uh, you know, you want the, the same the same keywords, uh, as Josh would say, probably used, you know, in your ads all the way to your landing pages. It actually helps improve something called your quality score in um, Google AdWords, which gives you. Um, you know, cheaper ads, more impressions and things like that. Right. So you know, SEO and websites have always been my big trip wires. Um, I am able to get in with, uh, you know, national brands, you know, not through marketing, right. But uh, they'll let me in to work on their websites uh, or work on their SEO. Right. So another big piece is, you know, have your trip wires in order right so a lot of my marketer friends uh, don't quite have that buttoned up but having those trip wires in order especially when we're doing virtual sales during covid is extremely important right? um let's see make sure you have a thoughtful lead uh collection system on place in your website uh mm-hmm. make sure you know uh when, when you send a customer there that they know what to do make the visible make your phone number visible and obvious make your address obvious don't make it hard for people to reach you it's amazing how many people it feels like try to hide their phone number and address on their website, you know, and when a lead does uh, contact you, get a hold of them right away. Um, you know, it's my best advice. Some people like to wait a day or a half a day or a few hours, get a hold of them immediately. Right? Um, that's my piece of advice. So that's all I've got. Awesome.
0: I find it interesting how many companies don't have their phone number on the web at all. Like you can't. There are companies where I cannot find a single human being. And it always, it's that credibility piece of who's really running this company. And I've had clients where they say, well, I don't really want my bio on the website. I'm like, no, no, you're gonna put a bio on the website because we need human beings behind this company.
5: Uh-huh. That's what I tell people when, when we're redoing their sites. I would say 25% of sites, you like when I'm redoing them, I can't even find the phone number.
0: So, yeah, it's crazy, it's crazy. No.
5: So my, my wife uh, has a bakery in Roswell called I Can Eat a Cake. And <clears throat> whereas you can find the phone number, that's not her favorite way for people to get a hold of her because she because they all. So it all depends on your business. So I mean, the main point is, yeah, you should have your phone number. But when you get a phone call, it says, well, I'm thinking about a cake and I think it should be blue. And all of a sudden it's a 20-minute conversation when you have other orders to get out the door you're trying well so i think what you want to do is have them contact you in the way that best starts the process so if somebody needs a lot of details like a bakery a great form to do it but there are people trust me that you know are not internet savvy and they just want to talk to a human being (laughs) i couldn't agree more like uh yeah there are definitely businesses who a contact form is better. Right. Right. A lot of like local small businesses that I work with, but I'm old school and I, I am a big fan of getting anybody and everybody on the phone (laughs) because everybody is a potential sales opportunity. That's great. Well,
0: thank you, Josh. We appreciate it. Um, Scott, did you want to share a tip today?
5: Uh, Sure.
7: Um, First of all, it's a pleasure to meet everyone. My name is Scott Siegel. My company is speaking sales advisors. And what I do is I act as a fractional vice president of sales and I help business owners who are either struggling with sales or want to scale. So one of the salespeople get a bad rep because they talk too much. One of the things that we all should work on is the word wait. So when you're talking to a client, what wait really means is, why am I talking? What we really should be doing is asking questions. There is a great article called The Surprising Power of Questions that's on the Harvard Business Review. And believe it or not, there is a class taught at Harvard called How to Talk Gooder in Life and Business. What I work with my clients on is what I call the four C's, to be clear, concise, and compelling. And if you do that, you drive clarity. Our ultimate goal is to create value for our clients and to be viewed as an expert. So those are my four tips for today.
0: So Scott, in terms of compelling, how do you determine what's gonna be compelling and how do you you make sure that that's something that is really gonna drive people to take an action?
7: So what I do, it's really, if you think through strategically what questions, And if you listen to, you should listen for three things. What can I fix? What can I help them avoid? Or what can I help them accomplish? So if you can answer one of those three questions and say, Stephanie, so what I heard you say is that your sales are struggling because you don't have the right sales team, I can help you build a sales team.
0: Those are good questions. So does anybody have any thoughts for Scott? Any questions for Scott? Those are some good thoughts. Mm-hmm. What were those three questions?
3: What can I fix?
7: Oh, uh, what can I fix? What can I help you avoid? And what can I help you accomplish? I'm a big believer in threes. Everything's gotta be threes. That's
3: great.
0: That's great. Yeah, I feel like sales is another one of those areas where no matter what part of marketing you're in, you need to understand sales. <laughs> no matter what part of business you're in, you need to understand sales. So
2: that's great.
6: Katie, did you want to share a tip today? Um, yes, I, I will if that's okay. Sure, yeah. I, I'm Katie Wagner. My company is called KWSM, a digital marketing agency, and we create integrated strategies that produce either leads or sales for our clients online. Uh, And Stephanie, you mentioned SEO, so maybe I'll share an SEO tip. SEO is a big part of lead generation because you have to get that organic search traffic to your website. And you guys probably know that blogging is one of the best things that you can do for SEO and many businesses blog. But did you know that Google really likes patterns? And so the more you can put the blog up at the same time on the same day every week, the more effective it'll be. So if you're going to blog, you say, I'm going to blog every Thursday at 8 AM, and that's when you post. And blogging is effective because Google recognizes each new blog post as a new page on your website that it can re-index. And so it's constantly re-indexing your site every time you're adding a new page, and that's how you move up in the search rankings. But the other thing that's really hard about blogging is nobody seems to know what to write about, right? If you have to come up with a topic every week, it can be challenging. And so here's my favorite hack for that. Go to Google and type in a general keyword, general topic that you wanna blog about. Like I might write digital marketing in the search bar and then hit the search and scroll down and about a third of the way down the page, Google has a little box that says people also ask. And there are some topics there and those topics are verbatim the things people most often type into Google to search. And so if you can use those people often ask topics to be the exact title of blog posts that you're going to write and use those to inspire your content, those should rank much better than a topic you just come off, you know, up with off your top of your head. Um, And then it'll give you a head start in creating blog content that Google likes and that people are already searching for.
0: That is gold, Katie. That's that is so helpful
6: it
1: makes it a lot faster and easier i'll tell you that. absolutely so who has thoughts or questions for katie i do the um, patterns do you recommend going in and posting it in person or scheduling those blogs or do they care (laughs) i guess they may not care so i
6: always i always
1: recommend going in and posting it
6: in person because you can make sure that it's, it's done properly and that you've optimized properly on the back end and that it's really gonna go out when you want it to. And then also, you know, another thing that's gonna help your SEO is then taking that link and posting it places like your Facebook, your LinkedIn, your social media channels. Because really what you're doing when you're sharing the blog link on your Facebook page is you're creating what SEO people call backlinks. So links from other sites back to your website. And Facebook's a pretty big site. LinkedIn's a pretty big site. So those backlinks are powerful. And so you always wanna share the link on the website. And I find that if you schedule it, Rosie, there's nothing really wrong with that, but sometimes you forget to go in and share it you know, at the same time and, and do all the things you're supposed to do with it. So I'm, uh, like Josh said, I'm a little old school too, Josh. And I just uh, believe in doing it by hand because then you know it's done the best. Automation's great, but you can, you can hurt yourself by not paying closer attention.
0: That's so true. And I feel like sometimes clients don't always see the value in blogging. And so this is a good reminder of just how critical it is because it's not something that goes out as far as like, let's say social media, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's on their website. And so, you know, you promote it, you put it out there, but it's not, sometimes I think clients get a little, I guess they just, they just don't always see the value of it.
1: Mm -hmm. And so,
0: you know, it's, it's a good reminder to just keep, keep telling them, you know, how valuable it really
6: is. Well, and creating original content, I mean, for PR, like your expertise, it's thought leadership, right? But then also there's so much you can do with that original content. You can put it on social, you can put it in your email marketing, you can turn it into ads and, you know, there's a, there's a lot of stuff you can do once you have it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I, again,
0: every time I walk away from these meetings, I learn so much and not just in one area of marketing, but all these different areas. We had some great new faces today. So thank you all so much for taking the time to come Thank you for taking the time to prepare a tip and for sharing we so appreciate it and our next meeting is april 20th so we're going to do this this time we had a little bit of a networking time and before the meeting and we'll, we're going to start doing 10 minutes before each meeting so if you want to pop on 10 minutes early we can just chat a little bit so we get that time to connect but you know the meeting starts at 10 but we'll just start at nine fifty with a little bit of networking so any other closing thoughts before we sign off and let you guys get back to your day
3: I'll just give it a recommendation for both Katie and Josh. Um, Josh, we've been working with him, and um, he's just fantastic, attentive, very detail-oriented, and he knows what he's talking about. So if you're looking for someone to help with websites, um, he's fantastic. And, Thank
5: you.
3: Uh, and then Katie is like the utmost professional. So um, I had a client request the other day, and I know she's a very busy woman. She has... Two or three offices and forty employees, so she's got a fantastic enterprise in digital marketing. But she responded very quickly to my request. She called me and emailed me back, and I was able to get the information over to the client. So um, I just just wanted to give a, a recommendation for both of them. Thank you. That's awesome. Thank you
0: so much. And you guys don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. We have the meetings from previous times on there. And then all the best tips end up on the podcast. So, you know, listen for your tips to show up on the podcast. And then please, please invite more marketers. The more marketers we have in our network, the better. It makes us more valuable. And then we learn from more people as well. So invite somebody, bring somebody next time. And we will see you guys on April 20. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Thanks everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Sogro Marketing Council podcast. Want to be part of our next meeting? Visit SoGrowPR.com, that's S-O-W-G-R-O-W-P-R.com,
2: and click on the Marketing Council tab to sign up for our next event. Until next time, keep growing.